Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Hey Mary, welcome to the studio. Hi T. The studio called my car. (laughs) I think I'm getting better at this ish. We are recording in my car because I'm figuring out that this is the place that I get the best sound dampening. Yeah, I think I think the sound is is good. I think it's very uh, evolved. I like that evolved. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wish I could see it. (laughs) (laughs) I took a picture last time we did it. Like we had three the panels yeah. around it it's like a spaceship <laughs> yeah if you want to see the picture just email me i'll send you the picture how <laughs> i turned my car into recording studio <laughs> like a little fort <laughs> <laughs> it's like apocalyptic like something happens like we yeah. hide in here well mm. thanks for joining after your long work day thank you for inviting me I, it doesn't feel so long now that we're like in different hours because the sun oh, is still yeah, out. Yeah, sun's still out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope this means the podcast is becoming your religion. It's fun. It's habit. Fun. It's a fun um, ha- release. Something that keeps my mind off of. Just oh work, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like good. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's why I play games. <laughs> <laughs> Although I play a little too long. <laughs> Well, that's fun. I used yeah, to play so Solitaire I know when mean. I was little. Really? Yeah, on the computer. <laughs> yeah, that was tiring. Mm. I'm no, glad you understood. You understood. I couldn't find a word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think G said that's why he watches Korean drama because mm. it's like something completely different, like not even related to his real world. Yeah. So it's like okay, this is good. Like take my mind off. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm trying to make my podcast like a religion for a lot of people, so they can get addicted. They have yeah. to listen to it every week. <laughs> for you, like you have want to be in my studio every other week. Yeah, yeah, like a biweekly church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people go to church probably on a biweekly basis. I used yes. to, yeah, I think that was p- probably me, like maybe mm. ten years ago. Yeah. And then I think now it's like a bicentennial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while for me too. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I got lazy and at some point I've just felt like I'm not good enough to go to church. Yeah. Like I'm not pure enough to go to church. And I, I'll go to like confession and stuff, but I'm like, uh And then I started having doubts and all this stuff. The people say like, that's Satan They're doing things to you, you know? Yeah. Like, I doubt this was really like what happened and all this yeah. stuff that talked in the bible and i was i don't know like that's funny i remember yeah my cousin trying to get me to go to a church that she went to 
And I told her, I'm only going to embarrass you because I have a lot of questions that are probably not right or appropriate. And I ended up asking those questions, and yeah, they were kind of frustrated with me. <laughs> but it, it, was, it wasn't me trying to be annoying. I was just curious. But then, yeah, I knew, like, the answers were probably... It's kind of like... Um, well, I, well, that's just getting into religion <laughs> a little bit too much. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> no, it's good. I wanted to get into religion because we are going to talk about religion today in a little different ways. Oh, yay. Yeah. So, um, you know, last time we talked a lot about drug. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I briefly mentioned that drug, Korean drug king guy was also yeah. called Litter. Yeah. And it was actually, you know, because it's based on true story, it actually happened. But in the drama, the Suriname um, Narco Saints, it wasn't covered in detail. Like, mm. they just kind of showed a little bit of, like, there's a like a hut behind their mansion and there are like other people living there and then some women like drugging kids and it was a kind of brief thing but he was really a cult leader and that's something i'm really interested yeah <laughs> of all different like types of true crime so yeah i just i'm you know always interested in like psychology of it and psychology of both leaders and the cult congregation or whatever you want to call cult yeah worshipers yeah. So yeah, and then um, what they believe and how they like bring people in to yeah. their business or whatever like cult, you know. I don't know. It's always interesting to me. So um, that's something like I, you know, whenever I hear something about some new cult or something, some kind of fishy going on, like I always like check the news and you know, and there's a big thing happening in Korea right now. Oh. Because there's documentary on Netflix, it's on um, it's on American Netflix, and I'm not sure about all the other individual countries in Europe and Africa, uh, South America, but in America, it's under the name "In the Name of God: A Holy Betrayal." That's the name of the documentary, mm-hmm. and it has subtitles and everything. So if you are interested in cult, you can go check it out. And I think it has six or seven episodes. They talk about each different cult. Mm. And the biggest one is called JMS. It's basically an initial of this cult leader. Oh. And it's it's pretty crazy. It's probably one of the craziest I've heard. Oh, wow. Like, the, his method of, like, bringing The method in. and how people, the people got into it, the depth that people oh, wow. got into his cult and everything. So that made me think of... The Korean drama that I want to talk about today. Yeah. Which is about cult. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. It's kind of scary a little bit to tap into that and like hear about it, but I, I just love watching. There's very limited documentaries that I've seen about cult. Uh, cult leaders or ex cult leaders, yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, uh, I just wanted to make a little warning statement. Um, and I promise I'll, there won't be any detailed description, but this episode does contain materials that may be traumatizing, triggering for some listeners, including violence and sexual abuse. So if that's not your comfort zone, it's up to you. Just a, just a FYI. So today's drama is called Save Me. It's kind of mm. obvious title for like something about cult, right? save me 
movie. Well, not everyone wants to be saved, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> yeah, good point. Not everyone wants to be saved. Um, this came out in 2017, so it's been a few years. And it is available on, I don't think I've ever said this on my podcast, it's available on Paramount Plus. Mm. <laughs> How random <laughs> is it? Like Paramount Plus? Like Korean drama on Paramount Plus? Um, and apparently if you have paid subscription to YouTube, you can also watch it on YouTube. And comes with Amazon Prime. But I guess Amazon mm. Prime in connection with Paramount. Like I have neither. Um, I don't have YouTube. I don't have Amazon. So I'm not sure how that works. But it's on Paramount Plus and YouTube. <laughs> with paid subscription but I also know some websites <laughs> so if you're interested in cult drama just email me uh, what should I watch tea at gmail.com and I'll send you the link <laughs> um, what, what do you know about like any existing cult groups um, well there's there's this really famous guy actually that that does a lot of documentaries, um, who's I think a born again Christian. I don't remember his name. He's Hispanic, but he was in a cult because he was he was born into a family where his father was a cult leader and got him involved. Um, but he always states that it was um, that he always saw the devil from when he was a very like a child. Wait, is that the guy who did the Angel's Landing in Kansas? Angel's Landing? Hmm. I don't remember his name. Let me see. There's a guy who did like a, his commune or cult in Kansas. It's called Angel's Landing. Yeah, he hmm. also like killed some people for money because he needed money to maintain uh, his like status or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not this guy. I don't remember. I'm going. I'm going to switch up his name. But yeah, he's. Um, he basically s- said how he. He made. A, he. But you basically sell your soul to the devil, and he he grants you like certain wishes. Like he got what? to the worshiping stage of like being able to, like if people. He had a neighbor come over, and ask for him to. Um, she just wanted this person dead because his. Her her husband was cheating on her with uh-huh. this woman, um, and he said that there were certain things that he could do. And then one time he just came across somebody who wanted some a job like that done. Also, that sounds like a Killing Eve TV show. Killing Eve. There's an episode. That does that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, well, this guy. I mean, he talks about those experiences, but then he said he he ran into this woman that um, asked for that, and the devil told him, "I I can't." do it with that because that's um one of god's children and so she was a very like devoted christian woman and apparently she wasn't he wasn't allowed to do that for her wait is this last name castaneda castaneda there's a guy who was based in california i think la something castaneda no that sounds like hispanic um john ramirez yeah, I think it's John Ramirez. It's this guy. But that kind of got him intrigued into, like, I guess the power of God or something, like, based off of, like, his experiences and and how he wasn't, 
how as much as he was devoted to the devil, he still wasn't granted, like, powers stronger than God's, than Jesus. <coughs> and then, yeah, he started questioning all of his beliefs and just so much of things like that. Oh. But, yeah, but he speaks a lot about <laughs> <laughs> about those things. Yeah, I mean, they're all different kinds of cult, so... I mean, I think it's just interesting, like, how people get into that, you know? Yeah. And they say there are a lot, actually, a lot of uh, intellectual, like, people with a certain, like, social status yeah. can fall into cult. Yeah. And I guess there's some explanation to it, but yeah. This drama is not exactly based in true story, but because of the names that were used in this drama and some certain circumstances it looks like it was based on two actual cult groups in korea like they like mm. um, combined those two to create this fictional group um, and it was actually a webtoon and then they turned it into drama there are like a couple famous actors here first one is the main guy his name is oh taegyeon his name is actually really kind of rare for Koreans too. But um, he was in this idol group called 2PM. I'm sure some of you might recognize. It's a very famous idol group. Um, he's really tall. He's like 6'1", 6 6 mm-hmm. And he's like very kind of big, like a muscle man kind of type. Mm. Yeah, he's he was like in that idol group, but he became a he's in a lot of like shows now, and then he does a lot of kind of game shows. You know those Korean like game show stuff. He's in a lot of those game shows. He did movies. He did like a period movie also. Yeah, he's becoming like a serious actor, and I think it's really good. Nice. Um, and then uh, remember that one, the King Eternal Monarch, like the time traveling oh like yeah the, yeah so the security guy in that show called his name is Udo and he's also in this one hmm. and this one did so well they made the second season which doesn't always happen in Korean show so there's a save me season two which is related to the characters in this one oh so let's just dive right into it Sangmi is a high school girl and has an older brother with a physical disability. Her family, who used to live in Seoul, moves to an isolated rural town called Muji due to their financial hardship. They have no connection there and can barely afford a shabby home. Sangmi gets to know four village boys at the school where she transferred with her brother. The brother gets bullied by some bad kids every day, and Sangmi asks the four boys for help, but is rejected. Not long after, the brother commits suicide. Because the bad kids' parents have some connections in this little town, they are not prosecuted, but instead, one of the four boys, Dongchul, whose dad has been a drunk troublemaker in the town, gets wrongfully convicted. This injustice devastates Sangmi's parents even more on the top of their son's death. They lose all hopes and struggle to find a reason to live. Just then, 
they are introduced to a local church called Gusonwon. The pastor and elders of the church help the family with pretty much everything, from housing, job, to grievance. Sangmi's family starts to see life differently and completely devotes themselves to the church. However, Sangmi disagrees with the parents, insisting that there's something off and creepy about the church. The pastor, Baek Jung-gi, claims to be the spiritual father and groom. He is very charismatic and able to captivate the congregation. He preaches that there is the new heavenly God, and he is the messenger for this God. Three years goes by, and Dong Chol, who was wrongfully convicted, is released from the jail. Sang Hwan, another guy among the four boys, returns to the town during his college summer break. Sangmi and her parents have been living in the church's co-living facility with other worshippers. Sangmi's mom, who was mentally and physically sick because of the death of her son, now seems sicker for some reason. And the dad has completely transformed as a member of this church. But Sangmi is now even more frightened by the church and its people after seeing many suspicious activities such as violence, rape, and even death. One night, she tries to escape, and while her attempt is failed, she runs into the boys from the high school and begs them to save her. She is dragged back to the church, and her parents are furious. They say that Satan is controlling her. The pastor tells the elders to prepare for a ceremony. It is to ordain Sangmi as the spiritual bride, which means his bride. So that's what's happening. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so the, I mean, it's a f- she's nervous about the church because that's the cult, right? The- yes. Oh wow! Imagine what toll that has on you, because <laughs> you're going into it blindly, looking for like a group to console you or or to devote yourself to, and then and then it yeah turns out to be so. Oh. I read something about cult that um, that's actually one of the common factors yeah. how they drag people in. They look for people who need help. Mm-hmm. And who's in like a desperate situation? Yeah. And because their like mind is weak, or like that's not necessarily like weak, but they they want to grab onto whatever they can yeah. when you're in like you know when you're feeling really you know like a lowest, and then that's when they reach out to you, so you earn your complete trust. Yeah. And then what they do next is they cut ties with everyone else outside. So they make you cut ties, including the family. Oh wow! So I guess those are the two common factors of all cult. And when you think about it, like, yeah, because let's say like your family member is in cult, you know, like you want to keep talking to the person. Like if they're brainwashed by the cult. Maybe you can brainwash your brother or sister or like parents, you know. Yeah. But then it doesn't work that way because they make you cut ties with your family, friends, and everyone. Oh wow! 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you ever been, like, around or exposed? No, never. I think, um, you know, Jehovah's Witness is very active in Korea, Mm -hmm. or at least they were when I lived there. So on the street, they always approach you, like, hey, you look like uh, uh, you have pure soul or something. I want to talk to you for a minute, you know, or like, you look special, you know, can I... It's like there's always a line that they come up with and then they kind of like changed a little bit and so they kind of uh, i mean back in the day like when people didn't have cell phones or like you know google maps they approach you like hey i'm trying to go to whatever like a building or a station like do you know how to get there and then i'm like yeah uh, just make a left and like by the way uh do you have a minute oh, you know wow. like that <laughs> sneaky yeah um so i've never been but have you no, I've never been approached, I think. I have a friend who who is a Jehovah's Witness, and she would talk to me about the certain rules that they had in their church, which did seem a little bit controlling, but I don't think I've ever... I've read about things or I've seen documentaries, but I've never been exposed to... I think Jehovah's Witness kind of... like I'm not sure if people... Some says cult and some says it's just church, but... I don't know. I think once it starts to make you a lot of make you do a lot of things that you don't want to do, but you're forced to do, I feel like that's what defines cult for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was Catholic, and then, like, yeah, this week I don't want to go to church. That I'm not going, you know. Yeah. And nobody's gonna say like you're you're Satan or like you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So what made her aware of like certain suspicious things or like why couldn't other people notice what she was noticing? So from the moment that she entered this co-living situation, she was not like, she was not bought into it. It was her parents that dragged her into. So she had a kind of different set of eyes from the, from the beginning. Hmm. So when something happens she'll look at it differently like if if there's like a kid like kind of going crazy like kid tantrum or something right then she's like it'll pass and you know she feels bad for the kid or like she you know feels like oh just kid tantrum but then these church people will say the kid is the satan is controlling the kid and then they'll like Hmm. slap the kid really bad right and then like this girl would freak out to see that like they'll like just beat the kid until the kid is like passed out and then they were saying they say like you have to be beaten to get the satan out of you oh wow but for the girl when she sees that she's like she's you know freaking out right so she had the different set of eyes but for these people they're already brainwashed so for them like that's the only way to actually save the kid that's how they see it yeah. And I think that's really the core of cult because it's brainwashed, right? And in this drama they there's this thing called life water. So it's like kind of like a little perfume bottle, you know, like those little perfume like a uh, um like f- little 4 ounce perfume bottles that people yeah. carry. It's like there's a little spray bottle and it just looks like clear water and all these people like carry it with them. 
Mm. And whenever they eat, like even if it's just like a cup of water, they have to spray that life water because they say <laughs> what it's like a holy water. So it, oh wow, whenever you eat or drink and whatever you eat or drink, like you have to eat with that holy water. That light they call it life water because that's truly how you get blessed and purifies you. Oh wow! And then there's actually seeing that. The this cult leader guy, he says it like, it's about how deep your belief is. If you look at this bottle, says that just looks like water, then it's just water. But if you truly believe in this new heavenly oh, wow. God, you know this is life water. And then everyone goes crazy, like amen, amen, like everybody goes crazy to it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, isn't that well? I don't want to say it's all, all religion, but I feel like religion is based off of a lot of that, like believing what you can't see, yeah. and the power of the mind, yeah, like and your faith, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Oh wow, yeah, I know. That's why for me, like, I mean, yeah, they said Jesus walked on water. You just have to believe it. And it, it was the metaphor because Jesus says that, like, you know, to be able to believe without seeing is blessing yeah. or something like that, right? So, like, yeah, but I don't know, like, really? And if you, it's like that. It's like if you have a different perspective, then you want to believe it. And it makes you feel good that you can believe it. it. makes you feel like you're a good, like, believer, right? Yeah. Like, you're more sophisticated or, like, you're... You're on a certain level as a, like, Christian or whatever, you know? Yeah. And if you doubt, it's like you're a bad person. Yeah. But how did her family not doubt if they were all fresh into this like, scene? They were more, like, brainwashed at the point they were moving into the church. Because mm. the dead, when they moved to the town, it's like a very isolated, like, little farming town. Mm. And they... Like, they don't have any money. The dead business, like, tanked. So they, like, moved with very little money, whatever they had. Mm. And these church people, like, let him live in this little hut kind of place for free. Mm. And then they gave him, gave the dad a job to, like, tend cows and stuff. So, like, from the moment they moved into town, they got help. And then mm. it turned out those people were, like, church people. So it was easier for the parents to be, like, lied into the church yeah. while she was still going to school. And she had so much, like, had ties to the normal society Yeah. until her brother died. And then she was kind of going crazy, but she knew, like, church was not the answer. Yeah. Because at that point, she already knew, like, okay, there's something awful about those people, you know. Oh, wow. How, how did the brother pass away again? So brother was like bullied really badly, like every day, because he had like a disability. So people like kids made fun of him, like like physically bullied him. So he killed himself. Oh wow! Yeah, which is another kind of sad issue. It happens a lot in Korea, like mm. kids bullying. That's a big issue. School bully. There's a famous drama on Netflix. It's like a topping the chart right now all over the nation. It's called Doug Lurry. It's about school bully. I haven't watched it because I feel like I'm gonna like binge watch. I really don't have time right now. So is it is it like American? No, it's a Korean show. 
Oh, wow. It's called The Glory, yeah. I was looking at Netflix charts for Mexico, and it was like top five for the past, like, however many months since it's released. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's about school bully. It's, it's a really big issue, school bully and kids' suicide because of that. And Oh, I would cry. Yeah, self-harm and suicide and all that issues related to school bully, yeah. I heard that there was a very high ratio of um, suicide for... Um, high school generation of like Asian culture because of the high expectations that they have that too. for them. Yeah, that too. It's like a really like kind of stressed environment, pr- a lot of pressure. And yeah. How old is she? The um, so this girl when she first moved there, she was like high school freshman, sophomore ish, hmm. and then the show jumps to three years later and that's kind of like the current time so she's mm. about like only 20 or 21 oh wow and this pastor is trying to now have a like make her as a bride like spiritual <laughs> bride <laughs> oh my gosh no so when you watch the first or second episode when they first meet the pastor and the girl the way he's looking at her looks different oh like no. after you find out what his plan was is it like um is that where that essay part of it comes into no it's actually um not like that uh they don't actually show anything like that oh um but it's implied like there's a Mm. there are a couple of church elders yeah i mean it's called elders but then there's still like a young there's one woman and one man and this man drags a couple of those worshippers to like a little area in the woods because hmm. the church is in the like mountain oh that's scary <laughs> and then like Sangmi happens to walk by and then she hears women scream and like she witnessed some woman like getting out of some like behind the woods and like all kind of like you know panicking and oh, so it's like no. always like implied there's nothing like a visually seen or like you know yeah and then there's there's one scene that the uh, the girl and the pastor is sitting side by side, and then the pastor is kind of like grabbing her thigh, oh but no. as a kind of like a in a way like sh- he's petting her, like a kind of in a consoling way, like it's okay like oh that. No. But he's like, a, yeah, like on the thigh. Oh so it's gosh. like implied like that. Okay, you can tell he's not a real pastor. But Does, do they say like what his gain is out of this? Is it? Yeah, you find out at the end. Mm. But like a lot of other cult, he's basically in it for the money and his sexual satisfaction. You know. Yeah. And what's crazy is there's a woman uh, who help him, and she knows everything, but she like feeds him. She helps him to achieve his goal, including like women. For oh, his no. pleasure. What? Yeah. And that's what's crazy about this documentary that I mentioned in the beginning. So one of the cults in the documentary is called the JMS. It's like an international cult, but started in Korea. Mm. So like all cults is different like goal, like you said, right? Yeah. This cult, his goal was basically sex. Oh, wow. And the women he had a relationship with were not forced into because they were so brainwashed 
Oh, they wow. like begged him to because basically he had like hundreds of brides, right? Oh no! It gets really crazy and like, like for real. Like if you're a little sensitive about that issue, it's gonna be like traumatizing. And mm. the fact that this is true is even more not not the drama, but JMS, the Netflix documentary. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Oh wow! So you know how they say like, life is crazier than fiction. Yeah, really. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Do they show how these people are caught or like how it comes to an end? Yeah, that's basically the drama title Save Me because she like runs into she tried to escape the facility mm. and then she like goes to the town center and meets these guys and then she remembers them from the high school like and then she says like hey save me, you know. And oh. then the boys are like what you know and they just she's like dragged into the van and then like dragged back into the facility but later on sang hwan he's the like nice guy from the idol group actor oh yeah <laughs> so he's like talking with his friend like you know what i just realized that girl said save me and the rest of the boys are like yeah so what like so like, you know people usually say help me if they need something save me how unusual is that like have you have you ever heard somebody saying save me and the boys are like yeah that's kind of odd and he's like yeah there must be something going on with her and then the van she was put into and it all looked really suspicious and weird and that's where the the rescue project starts oh wow but i thought it was like kind of smart to catch that because it makes sense usually people say hey help me you know even if it's like a desperate like people say help me you know but save me like that's like spare my life kind of thing right like hey can you spare my life so he's like you know that doesn't sound right like we have to look into what's going on yeah oh no that that makes me think about my apartment building where i live what (laughs) why well i don't know we kind of brushed that off but um What's going my, on? <laughs> well, my apartment... I mean, there's it's a big apartment complex, but it's where one apartment and the one right next to us in the hallway um, used to be a man, a woman, and their, like, six-year-old son. Uh-huh. But the woman would never, ever speak. So my roommates and I thought it was just kind of weird. But she was just very quiet to herself. And then we started noticing, like, arguing a lot. Uh-huh. Like, like we would unit? just hear that, yeah. And then one day, she randomly knocked on our door and gave us a what? pizza box. She said that they brought her the wrong pizza. And we thought it was and so it strange. So, so when we got it, my roommate mentioned something. She said, wait, like, we're, we don't know each other. We've never crossed words. And she randomly brings us pizza. So she wanted to look underneath the box. And she said, because usually, <gasps> like, people uh-huh. will leave messages. So she said, I, I can't seem to find because apparently there's something that goes around where like people it's like if you're if you're being kidnapped that's the sign or that's the message or something so i can't remember what it is that she thought looked weird and she kind of brought my attention to it about that box i don't remember what it was but it was strange it was something that she caught on to it so she said she thought it was weird and she wanted to talk to our landlord about it but maybe not a week after we noticed that we just wouldn't see her anymore. (gasps) 
So we haven't seen her. Since then? We, we didn't see her. Probably like two months went by. We would still see the man and the son. And then a few months after, the man and the son just moved out. So it's, and we never saw her again. Like they, she, he and her, he and the son were still living there for a few months after, but she had disappeared. So we thought maybe she just what? ran out on them, or, yeah. or I don't know. I kind of want to hope that that's what happened. So you still she don't abandoned know? them, but we never knew. Yeah, now there's new people living there, but yeah. And police never came. <laughs> Not that we know of. <laughs> But it was, yeah, we, yeah, it was very strange. I don't know. But she, yeah, she never said save me or something like that. But it kind of, like, made me re remember that. Or maybe yeah, we should have paid more attention. I don't know. Maybe, like, pizza was really cold. But then she said, like, they brought wrong pizza. So you thought, was that the case? So you thought, like, maybe it's not about the pizza. Maybe it's supposed to be a message. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was just the strange, the the way she brought it. And then, yeah, I don't know. Wow. It was, yeah. But I don't know. I hope she's okay. Wow. Yeah, I hope it's just that she ran away. Or yeah. Them. But, I mean, it's good that he was aware. <laughs> well, also in the show, she goes to police station. And she's trying to talk to police. I'm living in this crazy, like, commune kind of thing. It's not real church. They say it's church, but it's not. And, you know, you guys have to, like, go there and then arrest people. Like, there's, like, a death and a couple of people died. And, like, you know, things are happening there. So she's, like, talking to the police. And that's when the church people come to grab her, get her out of the police station. And then her dad is, like, with them, with the church people. Mm. And her dad is, like, grabbing her really hard. And, you know, she's, like, freaking out. And there was like a young woman cop, kind of newbie, and she's like, she's trying to like kind of intervene. Yeah. And then the police chief is like, oh, don't get into somebody's family issue. It's private. Oh, no. Wait, so then everybody has access to leave the, like... No, she like escaped oh. at night. Oh. But then like you said, yeah, not everybody wants to leave. Nobody yeah. wants to leave. Everybody wants to stay there. Yeah. And be, like, saved by this new heavenly God and the preacher and, you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, wow. And how did they know that she had run away? Was it the dad that... that yeah, they just noticed that she wasn't her? in her bed. And, and her mom's also, like, sick. So mm. in the facility, there's, like, yeah. kind of patient's bed. But then she's, like, getting sicker and sicker. So it's been, like, three years since the death of the son, the brother. So she's supposed to be better moving into the church and yeah. getting the care. And she's supposed to get better. But she, like, looks way sicker than when she first moved in. And you kind of find out why. Was she, like, sacrificed? No, like, she was... I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, you kind of find out why she was getting sicker. Hmm. Like, she's actually, like, mentally... Mentally, I mean, she's, like, brainwashed, so she's, like, definitely sicker. But, like, physically, she, her health was getting, like, deteriorated, like, yeah. even more. So that's what happened. And then um, she, the mom also realized, like, the daughter's gone. So that's when they started going after her, trying hmm. to find her. She escaped. Let's go find her. Oh wow! What do you mean brainwashed to that point too, where you think that that's 
what's best for your child. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really kind of scary thing about this trauma. So, I mean, of course, it's the execution of how you make each scene, how you shoot it, color and everything. But it's like psychologically, it's scary to see your parents like completely brainwashed. And there's a scene that the dad like hits her so hard, she's like she's on the floor because the dad hits her so hard and dad hits her because he thinks um, you're evil now like a Satan consumed oh, no. you or something so he like hits her really hard and then she's like on the floor and seeing that kind of thing and then people around her and the dad is just watching and they'll like have their like hands together like they're praying oh, no. seeing this violence just around it and you know of course there's a camera work and everything that's really like well done to make it creepy but Psychologically, when you watch it, like it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> and you're watching like 16 hours of this. Like, yeah. Oh no. It is like a legit scary movie kind of thing. How much do you think of that? Because I mean, obviously, when when it's a show, it has to be dramatized a little right. bit. How much of that do you think is real? So, um, like I briefly mentioned in the beginning, there are two Korean cults that yeah. kind of became the motive of the story. One is called, in English, it's called the Salvation Sect. And they said it's a Baptist church. So they have like names, um, some Baptist church or something. It's it's the name for three different Baptist churches in Korea. The Salvation Sect is a collective name for those three churches. Mm. And there is a leader guy so this this cult has been there so many years there has been like different leaders oh wow <laughs> like hands down <laughs> they're systemized like the popes. yeah yeah <laughs> so there's one guy um i guess he's the most recent one until he died or supposedly dead now he owned a like a kind of shipping or um cruise ship kind of business mm. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there was a big accident in Korea back in like 2014. And it was a big ship ferry that sank. And there were a lot of high school students and some passengers. So total 476 passengers all died in this ship. Oh, wow. It sank. It was 2014, like it was live broadcast when they were trying to rescue everyone. And it was definitely a situation that they all could be rescued. And something fishy was going on, the, like how slow it was, the excuses they said, they can't approach the ship and everything. This thing is still going on in Korea. There's a whole group oh, of wow. people still with the, doing the candle vigil and a bunch of websites. But basically, this cult is behind that big ship accident. Wow. As well as, the, at that time, the government, the president government at the time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's pretty, I mean, it's only like it's surface of whatever this cult is about. Oh, wow. And then the, another one is called Shincheonji. And surprisingly, they use this, their, the exact Korean name. And this Shincheonji was established in 1984. And apparently they're all over the world in 112 countries. How is that legal? How do people know? I have no idea, but like, yeah, they're all over the world. Headquarters in Korea. I don't know if you recall headquarters or the. 
I don't know, <laughs> palace, the the heavenly palace. The but, the Vat- Vatican or whatever, <laughs> Rome. Vatican. <laughs> so it's some crazy guy established 1984, Shincheonji. So the reason the Shincheonji became popular is because COVID. How? What happened is, so COVID happened like maybe like December or something in China, right? That's when they first started. And Korea had one patient, one confirmed case in January and another one in like February. So the total collected data until the like February 28th was total 30 exact. And Korea was like doing really well until that point and then because Korea doesn't care about personal information, <laughs> whenever there's like confirmed the case, they open all their like, you know, like a tracking information where this person's been and if you were there, <laughs> like, you know, all this stuff, you know? So, oh, wow. So they were doing really well. And then all those people, like about 30 people, they were all in like Seoul and like uh, around Seoul area. And then sometime in March, there was 31st case. And that happened in like more like southern part of Korea. And this person had no record of traveling internationally or like nothing. Like his path didn't cross any of these confirmed cases. Mm. But turned out he's the this cult Shincheonji cult member or like worshiper. And he knowingly went to church even though he had all the symptoms. And by then like Korea was like Koreans were already like being super cautious like everybody wears masks like nobody goes to school nobody goes to church nobody does anything like pretty much in like full quarantine state yeah but then this guy knowingly like okay I think I have COVID but I still have to go to church so he went to church and literally from this one guy Korea got like however many cases Korea has so far it literally started from this guy because up until then like it was a fully under control like okay we have 30 cases so far everything's under control we confirmed all the like places these people have been and they're all like isolated like isolated in like a a single cell in the hospital right yeah and then this guy had symptoms and he yeah so that's how this cult got popular in Korea (laughs) was his intention to have people die or no he's just like he didn't care like for him like god was superior to this covid whatever like he he doesn't care like if i go to church god will cure my covid or something you know oh wow you know like that kind of mindset like these people have so yeah (laughs) crazy but those two are the uh the salvation sect and shincheonji they're the actual motive of this story so the two combined is this cult in the drama Oh, wow. Is there nothing that they can be held accountable for? People know that they're... Well, guess what? The Shincheonji guy, the cult leader, he was actually arrested and then he was tried for quarantine violation Mm. and the mass murder. Mass involuntary murder, I guess. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, like for real, like the government sued him. But then he's cleared of all the accusations. So he's free. He's a free man. What? I mean, he has a lot of money, so he probably bribed all the prosecutors or judges or whoever. 
Is that is that a big thing in Korea? I know it Bribery? is in Mexico. Yeah. 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 Really. All the like court and judges and yeah. Oh wow. How old is he now? Probably I don't know like somewhere seventy eighty. He's probably old. Oh. I'm surprised he didn't die of COVID. I think I remember hearing something like people were kind of hoping that he would die of COVID because everybody's so furious in Korea. Yeah. Do the people in the cult know that they're in the cult or like they're being brainwashed? I think the psychologists that a lot of people who got into cult think the people who are not in their group is kind of, um, they're the sinners. Yeah. They're like in the mercy of whatever God or whatever this thing they believe and they're chosen Yeah. because they're going to be saved. So they're special and like, you know, that's the, I think that's the mentality. Yeah. So they know in a way, yes, they know they are in cult, but it's the good thing for them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, not everyone wants to be saved, I guess. Yeah. There are also like a couple other crazy ones. There's a... In 1987, there was another like a big cult in Korea. It was with a female leader and 32 people killed like all together ma- like mass suicide because they wanted to go to heaven oh. together <laughs> wait I think I saw something like this about a you're talking about Jonestown right a, a house a house it, it was a big house of, of a cult I think yeah. it was Jonestown in Guyana I think so the mass suicide yeah yeah that's that's American guy yeah oh wow there's another cult with female leader in Korea. The name's kind of weird. It's called like it, this. This one is actually in that documentary. One of the episodes. It's called um, Baby Hills, like a baby mountain or something. Hmm. But I guess the name comes from this cult leader. She's saying like she's pure as a baby. She's like she has that intellectual whatever, like the pure soul of the baby. But oh. what she did was she took advantage of all the men. So it's the opposite of oh. what cult leader men did to a lot of women. It was like she's like a manizer. <laughs> <laughs> a manizer. The opposite of womanizer. Hmm. What's crazy is that she there was like a famous record label back in like the nineties. And I know like some of my like Korean singers and like groups they were with the like record label and Mm. Turned out the record label is actually made by this cult group. <laughs> oh wow. So they were like deep in the society and oh, the whole like entertainment world. Is it kind of like that Illuminati thing that people talk I about guess. in the acting world? I mean or? except that I don't know how what's truth about like Illuminati, like how much is yeah. truth or not. But Hmm. And there's another one recently, also with a female woman leader. It's called the Grace Road Church. This one is like, when I watched it, <laughs> like the <laughs> next day I couldn't like stop thinking about it still. Like they literally bought the island Fiji. What? You know the Fiji, you, right? Yeah, how like do you a Fiji buy, water? How do you buy that island? As a so, cult? Yeah, as a cult. Oh the group gosh. itself. And... You can like Google like Grace Road Church. There are a lot of articles like on BBC, CNN, and all these like world media cover the Grace Road Church. 
So I guess they went to Fiji because the this woman leader said that's the promised land. So they started building their thing, and they started hiring people like Fiji natives. Yeah. And then they went to government, saying, "I'm putting investment in your country, hiring your people. I'm doing good for your country." So they have really deep connection with the Fiji government. So it's not like they actually bought the island, but they basically bought the government.、Oh. So the documentary I watched was that there were a couple people who tried to escape, but it's a freaking island, so you can't just like start running. You、yeah. literally have to leave the island, and it doesn't matter if she reached the airport because everyone in Fiji is basically connected to this church. It looks like a she. There's a like airport guy, customs guy, or whatever works at the airport, and she's asking for help. This guy somewhere, like his boss or somebody, is connected to church. They're bribed, or they have just have good impression on this church, so they won't let her leave. Oh no! <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so what I watched is that. I think it was a American、uh, scholar who studies like a religion and cult and all that, and the person pointed out、um, like Korea, and then the person said、um, Korea is very unique when it comes to cult because、yeah. there are a lot of women leaders,、hmm. and I was thinking about like yeah that's true like there are a lot of women who like you know, head up the cult, and I think that's just like. Casual. No, it has something to do with the culture, because traditionally, when you track the history like thousands of years ago, traditional shaman in Korean culture was always women.、Hmm. You know, like the kind of、um, seer of the group, like a tribe. You go seek help and wise word. So those shamans were always women. So it's kind of natural for Koreans to think like a woman can be a leader in that sense. Hmm. So I think that's why, like, people didn't have any anything to be against this idea of woman cult leader. And in fact, it was more effective for Koreans or Korean cults to lure people in. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my. Yeah. These are. I, I guess, like you said, because it's based on real life, like. Situations, when you see it or you hear about it, it's, it's really scary. It's because it's real. It's it's happening. Yeah, but I don't understand still how they're still running, like with so much <laughs> awareness of of what's going on. So, I mean, this is kind of like a business. When you look deep into it. You have to have enough money and、yeah. structure to maintain this cult and whatever is going on. So it's a basically a type of like a fraudulent business, right? Yeah. And、um, I looked up some stats, and there's a World Health Organization's report. I don't know what this has anything to do with the health, but. Maybe <laughs> people become stressed when they get conned. <laughs> <laughs> According to the World Health Organization's national ranking crime type, South Korea ranked 
first in the fraudulent crime rate among 37 member countries of the organization uh, for OECD. Yeah. And there was some other article I found that it says, the most common crime in the world is theft by far. However, Korea is particularly ranked first in fraudulent crime, according to the 2018 crime status research. <laughs> so Korea is notorious for fraudulent crime. No murder. Like it, like I said last time, it's a very safe country. You can like leave your stuff on the laptop, whatever your you know luxury cell phone on the table, whatever in the cafe. You can go to the bathroom. You can take thirty minutes if you have a constipation. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you come back, it's still on your table. Nobody steals your stuff. No theft, some murder, but it's you know twenty four seven is pr- pretty safe country. But oh, no. you can get conned pretty easily. <laughs> oh no. So you can leave your expensive phones around, but you can't leave like, your ID or your social. No, you system. can't start talking people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't make friends. Yeah, don't make <laughs> friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, who can you trust? And it's yeah, like that. I mean, I think the idea is that um, you know the reason for this high fraudulent crime is because probably because uh, Korea is a largely homogeneous country and everyone basically kind of thinks you're my brothers and sister Hmm. like there are literally like different like so many expressions saying like we're all basically cousins and uh, relatives so you know people are in general like very helpful friendly you go there everybody's just talking and like very open so you could be like talking to this person first time in the subway today and then the person like talking about some you know bank or something or better interest rate a savings account that she's putting money in and then you're interested like really like you know so you started talking and the person's like yeah i have time if you want to go i'll take you to the bank today you know yeah i mean people are in general like actively like helping people mm-hmm. but you can easily fall for this kind of thing yeah and because that's kind of the culture and vibe like usually how people interact yeah you have less like defense like you you don't really have guard up yeah in a sense like you know like i think in america like people like privacy and all that is like very important and also like you know if you're not in the mood like no sorry i don't want to talk right now yeah and it's totally fine right and then you'll be like oh i'm sorry you know you i'll leave you alone but in korea like even if you're not in the mood people next to you start talking it's kind of like not polite so you talk to the person you know at least yeah so it's like yeah it's just the whole mood so yeah i can totally see why i wasn't surprised to read this report crime report like yeah Mm. (laughs) but even having these stats i feel like it should be something to keep an eye open for yeah but i don't know i think you know like they say when you're in desperate situation you know, you also like when you are kind of feeling a certain way, you lose your logic. Yeah. And the clear eyes and clear mind, you kind of, you know, can't be yourself fully. Yeah. So in the drama, she is being sort of saved, or at least the friends try to save her. And one of the guys, so there are four boys, and one of the guys who was in the jail, like wrongfully convicted and then spent time in jail. Yeah. 
nobody knows him because he's been in jail. Like these church people, mm. because he spent time in jail, right? So he kind of he wears the glasses and changes a few things with his appearance, and he goes into the cult. Like he walks into the cult, saying like, "I want to be." No. Yeah, I want to be here. I want to believe your lessons. I want to learn your church. No. So it gets It's... really intense, like because he's living with these people, right? Yeah. And then she recognizes him, and she's like, "You're crazy," you know. He's like, "Well, you told us to save you, and we have to do whatever. We can't do anything outside because you guys are like all the way like isolated yourself in the mountain, and we." Can't do anything. Yeah. So he like yeah, goes into the group, undercover. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when also like when it gets really kind of level up intense. Yeah. Besides all the creepy stuff you see with the cult, because you don't know when he's gonna be like his identity is gonna be revealed. Yeah. You can easily be manipulated though if he's going in, tr- like trying to save her, but. He's also running that risk, right, of him, himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so wow. you have to be really like mentally strong. Trust yeah. yourself to go in there. I don't know if I would go in there for just because I just know I wouldn't be able to come out. I wouldn't really yeah. be much help to save somebody. Because <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know when. To get out or how to get out? Yeah, you know. There's a, a documentary I watched a long time ago. Um, it's about this Indian guru hmm. in Oregon. But the documentary is called Wild Wild Country. I don't think I've seen. Yeah, that. it's called Wild Wild Country. Um, Rajnish Pram is his name, I think. So he. He came. He like came to like middle of Oregon. There was nothing there, and he built like a commune. It started as a like a nice commune. Everybody farmed and they shared everything, and they do like meditation or whatever all together. So it was like you know based on goodwill, and became like cult. So he started taking advantage of people, and then some people mm. started taking advantage of others. And but yeah, I, I mean yeah, I don't want to spoil anything if you want to watch the documentary, but. I think that's how it shows really well how good will commune turns into. Yeah. Um, cult. Yeah. Yeah, and then oh, there's wow. a Johnstown and Angels Landing. Like I said,、um, it was in Wichita, Kansas, and a lot of stuff. Oh wow! Well, there's that whole、um, you know Wacko, the David Koresh guy. Who's that? Wacko? You never heard of a Wacko? What happened there? No, oh, you have to watch it.、Wacko. That's the like, that's as famous as Johnstown. Hmm. So it's like it has something to do with the seventh seventh day letter seventh day. What's it called? But it's like a branch of it, so it's not legit Seventh Day Adventist church.、Hmm. So there's a guy David Koresh. That's his name. He built his own. Like a building and stuff in Waco, Texas, and this is like back in, I believe, eighties, nineties. But what they did, like FBI and DA, they all like raided his building, 
and this happened this raid happened over the period of like two months or something so there was first raid and they rescued some children first and then there was a second raid what happened at the end was that the building burnt down and Dave Koresh guy died in the fire with a lot of other people too oh wow but this was really big another cult tragedy like a kind of like Johnstown oh wow yeah. Oh, them individually have. Oh my gosh. But then there's a Scientology. What about Scientology? I was going to ask about Scientology <laughs> also because that's just something that's recent and I think it's a lot of famous people, right? Into it. I, and I would, you know who's in Scientology? Uh, Kiki. Kiki from. Really? Yeah. What's his name? Um, Kiki from Narcos. Um, um, oh my god. Blanking. I'm blanking. Yeah, he's like a proud Scientology member. He like openly says it. He's Scientology. How? How? How <laughs> is that legal? That's so. And his wife and whole family, like, yeah, they're openly really? like promoting Scientology, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Michael Pena. Michael Pena, yeah. Oh wow. Oh gosh. That's... But see, like I said, like these cults are. It's a business, fraudulent business. So they have to have money. They have to have some kind of business structure. Scientologists are very, if you were to say they're a cult, they're very successful cult because they're like pretty solid. You know, they have a lot of celebrities, politicians, and whoever yeah. you know, powerful people they can have. <laughs> oh wow! So do you do you think that these famous people and like powerful people have to pay also? Together, yeah. Or what do they benefit from from this? Maybe connection. You know, let's say like some B-list actor wants to get more roles, and he joins Scientology, and make friends with some famous A-list actors, starts getting more roles. Same thing for like business people, politicians. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably what happens. Have you heard of Nexium? No. <laughs> what is that? This one's kind of crazy. Well, you can look up like Nexium. Um, it's the most recent cult I've um, I've read about. They're kind of like all over the news. Like some four years ago, it was like right before COVID. Hmm. And the guy, the leader, he's not convicted and he's in jail for um, fraudulent business and um, sex crimes and all that. And. Uh, a lot of people like including some actresses they like feed the girls to this guy no probably like aspiring actors and actresses and people but there were some a lot of famous people too but there was uh, this guy I had to write on the name his name is Emiliano Salinas hmm does the last name ring a bell what's the common last name so his name is Emiliano Salinas he's the son of former Mexican president Really? He's one of the people involved in Nexium. So I guess he was finance guy. He's like a Harvard graduate. He's very like, you know, made himself out there. But he was one of the Nexium people. Like he helped them establish this business basically, this cult. Yeah. And this was, like, from outside, this was supposed to be, like, inspiring, like, personality kind of thing. So he 
tells people, you know, like you feel bad about yourself, you feel like you're a failure, you can be re- reborn, you can, you know, clear your mind. That's kind of thing, you know, kind of like a hippie-ish kind of thing. Yeah. Like a spiritual healing, whatever. But then really inside what's going on is like a, you know, sex crime and fraudulent business and all that. But this Emiliano guy, he was the, you know, whatever CFO, whatever you want to call it. He's a finance guy for this cult. What happened is that including the, the leader guy, his name is Keith Rainier, and all the actresses and whoever's involved, they're all like in jail right now. Hmm. But this Emiliano, he's untouched. Never convicted, never tried. Oh my god. Never stood in the court. He's untouched. Is he living in the US? I don't know where he's. He probably lives wherever he wants to live, but right now, I don't know. Because if he's the son of. Because there's brothers, Salinas brothers, but I think it's Carlos Salinas. Was like the most corrupt but intelligent president that we have had, like in Mexico. For a very very long time, and his his political party is is PRI, so it's known to be the most corrupt political party in Mexico, and um, because they they just it, it basically manipulate who they have um in power, whoever the president oh. is, they select them within themselves. But there's always like the bigger the the brains behind it, yeah, and he's known to be like that big head behind it because he was a president oh. and he he made sure that the president after him um was from his own political party but he was just a very just a pretty face that would win in votes that would get people's uh-huh. trust because he was young and handsome huh. but never knew anything about politics and this was the guy that manipulated it all for that and he was the one that had like the Agreements with like the nautical parties oh. and all of those things because he was like very business oriented. Yeah, he, yeah. He had studies and stuff, so I don't doubt that his son has a lot of money also. Yeah, yeah. From him. Wow. <laughs> and now he's in the cult. <laughs> or the, I, I think the cult is, doesn't exist anymore because they're all convicted and in jail. Uh. But <laughs> yeah, the fact that he was untouched, like he never stood trial, and wow. he's he's a free man. That that tells you something. Yeah, so you're right. I think the title saved me. First, I was like, yeah, that's kind of obvious title, but you're right. Not everybody wants to be saved. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, or you know, maybe some people are happy. We <laughs> <laughs> were happy doing that. I think that's why they're like, you know, these Korean calls that existed since like '80s and. Having like 120 chapters all over the world, you know, a lot of people are happy there. So, I guess at the end of the world, at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is pretty interesting though because I never got this perspective, like perspective of yeah. it. I've only ever known like that the devil influences in you in your actions, but this kind of brings the attention to like humans individually are, yeah. are also very driven by whatever their desires are or whatever yeah hmm. I wonder how many cults are in LA <laughs> now that, I, that we mentioned. I feel like this would be the place I mean like the Manson it was basically a cult 
those yeah. goals were like you know they would kill people for him so well let's go home and pray that <laughs> we don't fall for these things we didn't manifest this into our lives <laughs> oh wow and then you, and you said it's YouTube and Paramount for these two Paramount Plus and paid YouTube subscription and Amazon Prime But I know some links. Yeah. <laughs> Are we in the group of the emailing you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. This is very interesting. It's great to know that there's other like shows. I thought it was just like the li very limited American. No, I think, in fact, America is pretty... America is nothing compared to... Especially when you compare the population and the yeah. you know, number of cults, that ratio... Yeah. I think Korea is really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for the long talk. Definitely not going to do one hour this week, but that's okay. This is meaningful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing so much information. Hey, hopefully this, this saves some people who call for this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Or some people are in it and they'll, they'll say, hey, these patterns are... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's also... You have to have freedom to listen to podcasts too, <laughs> <laughs> and also be more aware, I guess. Yeah, like you have to be like one foot help. out. <laughs> <laughs> We're also like the people who may come across somebody that's trying to escape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, and I'll see you in two weeks thank at this biweekly church. AKA my car. <laughs> In the studio again. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.